the boils and pools, but an item to take a heart into a gorgotten splat in the morning skirt. Welcome to Crotch Snuffs, the podcast about pawns and killing. And this is Ben. Pump Ben. Pump Ben Head. And I'm joined this episode by Stabby Shalen. Hello. Shaken? Shrieklin? Shrieky Shalen? Shrieky. Shrieky Shriday. There we go. Stablin? Stablin? Stablin. And That's good. Slayin? Slaylin? Slaylin. Sl- oh, it took a long time to get we to We got Slaylin. there. Yeah. I think we used that for Christmas once. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave. <laughs> Quote, quoth the Daven. Nevermore. Hmm. Okay. What about uh, a, a foam Dave party? That's pretty scary. Yeah. Like like in uh like in Blade. <laughs> yes. Shocktober continues, the spookiest month. I don't know what it is this year. I'm having a little trouble getting in the spirit. Why? How? What do you usually do to get in the spirit, Ben? I write union emails in the middle of the show. Is that what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. I <laughs> This time calling you out. You know, he is, but that's not what I'm doing. You know, I'll catch, uh, uh, I'll catch some some spooky movies, or I don't know, run around at night and jump in and out of bushes. But this year, I don't know. It's just um, no spooky movies. No, I have Nothing more important things to watch. Not uh, not yet. I have more important things to watch, like Survivor from 20 years ago and The Simpsons. <laughs> that that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> I've been watching a lot. Uh, my wife is not a fan of horror movies, so we've been trying to go for like family friendly, what you could, I guess, kind of call horror movies, or like maybe not horror movies, but like Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. So like we've watched Edward Scissorhands, which ages really well. Uh, we watched Gremlins, which doesn't age well at all. Beetlejuice, we watched last night. Michael Keaton, okay. I think should have Michael Keaton should have won an Oscar for Beetlejuice. He was amazing in that. I don't know what he did to to get where he got with Beetlejuice, but yeah. Tour de Force. It is, but unfortunately, he came up against uh, Lorenzo from Lorenzo's Oil that year, and that's, yes, his that's name was right. Lorenzo Zoil. You're never going to take you're never going to take Lorenzo's Oil down. Unfortunately, he dug himself out of Lorenzo's soil and and you know and rose from the dead. There it was <laughs> it was great. Yeah, we you know we watched a bunch of um, inspired by the, our last episode. We watched a ton of Treehouse of Horror from The Simpsons. Okay, so. Mm. Some some good stuff. I've got uh, I've got plans. Mighty rocking 
plans for myself to watch Halloween and Halloween 2 tomorrow night. I'm excited. So excited. Do you mean Halloween and Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2, or Halloween and Halloween Kills? The John Carpenter original, and okay. I forget who directed okay. the second one, but the, the one with Lori in the hospital. And I did see Halloween Kills. Would you like to okay. hear my three-second review of it? I Sure would. Yes. It was garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a I know. I liked. You I didn't liked give the, him the full three seconds. I liked the 2018 Halloween by David Dor- Gordon Green. Mm-hmm. I know some people didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Thought it was interesting what they did. Uh, but this one is. Oh, they, there was. It's not a great horror movie. It's very gory. There's no tension. There's no scares. It's just like mm-hmm. kills. It's, it's not great. Hmm. Would you say it's more gorer than horror? I will. Yes, I would. It does live up to its name. Lots of kills. Halloween. Okay. Halloween okay. kills. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. I was kind of. Uh, I'm glad I saw it. Kind of disappointed though. You know, I don't care for those movies that they're more gore than anything else. Like those hostile movies. Yeah. Oh, oh man, there's oh. the one where like the girls hanging upside down and they keep cutting her with a with a scythe. Skiff? Sith? Scythe. 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 And like, like the lady's just bathing in her blood. Like, what is that? It's fucked up. The remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was that for me because it was like shaky cam and blood, and that was all it was. And Jessica yeah. Beale whining about a sweaty, ring. sweaty midriffs. That's the worst I, of all. Um, it was too much for this for this one, <laughs> man. So Halloween Kills, I wouldn't call it torture porn. There's not a lot of stuff drawn out. It's mm-hmm. just it's just vicious. It's like kill after kill. But the problem is like you don't care about anybody. Mm. And that's what you like in horror movies. You want to care about the people that die. That's what makes it scary. That makes it like you get invested about it. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's why you mm. get so scared. You're, you, you're, you're invested in these people. I cared about Crispin Glover's character in Friday the 13th 4, so I, I just yes, feel did. sad when yes, you did. He, that in your computer. You got corkscrewed. I <laughs> <laughs> got the, the, old, the old machete to the face. But they're like, you are with those people the whole movie, right? Sure. You, you might not care about them, but like you, you, you've been with them. Halloween Kills is like, they introduce characters, they die. They introduce mm-hmm. characters, they die. You don't get to stay with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an investment thing more than right. like a care thing. Right, say. right. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're not here to talk about, you know, spooks and scares and ghouls and ghosties. We're here to talk about the opposite of that. We're here to talk about Canada. Uh, uh-huh. We're here to talk about some of Canada's finest animation. And that, of course, <laughs> is this week's show, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, the animated adaptation yeah. <laughs> of a beloved horror anthology series, Tales from the Crypt. And Dave, you made this selection. I suppose it's a thematic fit, but mm-hmm. what the fuck? <laughs> Your question is accusatory, and I refuse, <laughs> refuse to give in. Yeah, I just, I was Googling like horror cartoons or like, you know, Halloween cartoons, mm-hmm. and this popped up. And I remember my grandmother used to have HBO. And I'd sleep over at my grandparents' house a lot on the weekends, and Tales from the Crypt played every Saturday night. And so my grandparents would go to bed, I'd turn on the TV and watch Tales from the Crypt. It was 
pulpy. It was lots of gratuitous violence and nudity. It was right mm-hmm. up my alley. And so seeing a Tales from the Crypt cartoon piqued my interest. So I thought we had to explore it together. Um, and what better time to do it than Halloween season? Was Tales from the Crypt on only HBO or did they play it on like Fox on Saturday night? Shailen, I am so glad you asked. I'm so glad you asked because I question. can lean into it. Okay. But before we lean forward, we got to lean back. It's like we're on a, on a boat here. Uh, so Tales from the Crypt started life as an EC comic series in like the 50s and 60s. So EC, as opposed to Marvel and DC, really focused on crime stories and, you know, noir and horror and sci-fi and later on they would publish mad magazine so stuff like that tales from the crypt was their horror series really iconic art and cover images i i thought that series ran for like a million years as it turns out only 27 issues but um really yeah like four years or something something like that yeah. Huh. yeah so but hbo for whatever reason pulled pulled this out and put it on the air and hbo this was old-time HBO, right? Like, you think HBO now, and you're like, HBO Max, and they got movies, and they're fucking, you know, they got Space Jam and all that shit, but old HBO was grimy as fuck. You had, like, real sex, and cat house, and cat sex, and sex house. Was Red Shoe Diaries there, or was that a Showtime? Maybe that was Showtime, but real gritty and grimy. The kind of stuff you don't see too much anymore. And to me... HBO of that period was like this romantic fantasy because I also didn't have it. We had cable, but the only premium channel we had was the Disney Channel. Hmm. And you weren't going to see like, you know, boobies and kills on the Disney Channel. Not the way you wanted to. Yeah, not the way I wanted to. (laughs) Disney Channel, where are you watching? (laughs) Old Yeller was on at night often. Not the kill you want. The bluebirds in Sleeping Beauty were actually blue-footed boobies. So there you go. Yes, exactly. Uh, Fair enough. So Tales from the Crypt, also an anthology series where the the nominal host of the show is the Crypt Keeper. And the Crypt Keeper is a pretty iconic character. He's kind of a, I think he's a skeleton man. Like, I don't know if he's supposed to be a man or a, you know, a ghostie of some sort. He's a corpse. Okay. Yeah, he's a corpse. Yeah. And he would introduce the show and he i would say akin to rod serling if rod serling was obsessed with puns and <laughs> uh being fairly irritating yeah well like what was the deal with the crypt keeper did he have a story he was a storyteller the teller of stories i remember in the comic books that that was like his shtick okay but i'm talking about in the show i don't think they ever talked about who no, he was never, he was just never gotten i'm like the crypt narrative. keeper okay yeah interesting I think we'll get more into that. The Crypt Keeper, voiced by a comedian named John Kassir, who is a man with an incredibly well-maintained Wikipedia page. (laughs) Oh, let's dive in. He came to prominence in 1985 when he defeated Sinbad on Star Search. And I'm skeptical because nobody's beaten Sinbad on Star Search. Not possible. Maybe if Sinbad was having a bad day. Maybe. He opened for such acts as Tom Jones in U2. And he shares a personality trait with another another famous Watchbots guest, Mark Wiener, improvised with Robin Williams. Oh, 
really, John? <laughs> but did he actually? So he, so he claims. Were they, <laughs> were they on the street or something? Wherever Mark yeah, Wieders like so. he meant Rob Williams. And, and, and in the middle of a box somewhere. Yeah. John played Champ in the 2000 TV biopic about the Three Stooges. He played Buster Bunny after the original Buster Bunny left. He provided the vocal effects for Miko in Pocahontas and so on and so on and so forth. As we said, the show was on HBO, so it had a lot of gratuitous nudity and violence and all that stuff. So to get back to your question, Chalen, it was later syndicated on Fox and elsewhere, okay. which is where I saw it. That's where I saw so it. So I had no idea that you know there, were all, there was all this unlocked pubic hair and blood, but what can you do? It's a weird mix to choose, Ben. We are, we are. It's the spookiest month. So (laughs) the show... You know what? I'm in in my glass house here. I shouldn't shouldn't throw those stones. That's true. That's true. You know, you go back through 100 episodes or whatever, everybody says some things now and again, you know? So the Tales from the Crypt show lasted seven seasons and I guess was a pretty big success. A, A production note that I enjoyed for the last season, ratings were falling. So they moved production to the UK. (laughs) <laughs> and just made the stories about British people <laughs> instead of this too. All right. <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. We need an international audience, damn it. In the end, it's a horror anthology show. So the amount of spinoffs, it's like a true rabbit hole thing, right? So there were spinoff movies. <laughs> the first one was Demon Knight, which starred Billy Zane, and people generally liked that one. That one is a solid camp classic. I've never seen Demon Knight. I have, however, seen Bordello of Blood, which starred Dennis Miller, and people do not like that movie. That one... (laughs) I wonder why. That one doesn't go down as well as Demon Knight. No. As a fan of Demon Knight, when Bordello of Blood became available to rent on VHS, my friend, who I've talked about a lot here, we've we've watched a lot of horror movies together, Mm -hmm. we rented Bordello of Blood, so excited, and then it... We watched it, and I was like, can we watch Demon Knight? again like that that one sucked i think it was dennis miller it wasn't wasn't great wasn't a great lead not great actor as it turns out no no or a or a football (laughs) i haven't seen a touchdown like that since michael dukakis (laughs) baby (laughs) (laughs) they're treating these quarterbacks harsher than a blood diamond baby hashtag dennis Miller. At Dennis Miller. Good good joke, Ben. Hey, you know what? At least I'm trying. What are I you doing? It. What are you doing? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting, no, no response. sitting there writing your emails. Sitting there looking away, not paying attention. I wasn't, That's right. I wasn't writing an email. I saw Facebook up. Okay. I can't pay attention to just the talking. Anyway, there was I encouraged to, your joke and you're berating me. You're, that was a half assed, insincere. No, that, that, wasn't, Moving on. that wasn't a gassing up. That was letting air out of the tires. So there was supposed to be a third movie. I don't know why there was going to be a trilogy of Tales from the Crypt movies, but there were. So the third movie, there were many, many things around it. So there was a zombie New Orleans movie called, alternatively, Big Easy or Fat Tuesday. And then there was another movie called Body Count. Both Did you say Fat had- Tuesday? I would fat watch Tuesday. the fuck out of that movie. Oh my god! Yeah. If there was a Tales from the Crypt Fat Tuesday, that's immediately my favorite movie ever. That sounds amazing. It's all about <laughs> eating pancakes. <laughs> to to peak interest further, this was during the hey, heyday of the X Files. Uh, I, I would I, I would yeah you know, some some baby cakes or something in there. 
Yeah, a po' boy, perhaps. A, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, ho, ho, you know, les chants, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, Living that day. So, so both movies were scripted by X-Files writers, which is pretty crazy, and neither of them were made. And then the producers, and I don't know how this works. Hollywood is a mystery to me. The producers behind Tales from the Crypt also considered From Dusk Till Dawn, so the Tarantino movie, and then the Peter Jackson movie, The Frighteners, but they didn't make those either. But the third Tales from the Crypt movie was finally made and released in 2002. Direct to video. No. Okay. Not true. So it was released under the title Ritual in select countries, and I don't know what that means, in 2002, specifically in the Philippines in 2003. But it wasn't officially a Tales from the Crypt movie until they added the Crypt Keeper in for the direct-to-DVD release in the U.S. in 2006. Ritual is a movie that stars Tim Curry and Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I've never heard of this. To put this in perspective for you, Tales from the Crypt went off the air in like 1997. <laughs> I cannot wait to not sleep tonight because I'm too busy looking for the movie Ritual. Now, that, that's crazy, right? What's even crazier, and I know we have a cartoon to talk about. This is the thing I discovered last night that just has oh, blown my mind. There was a kid's game show on CBS based on Tales from the Crypt called Secrets from the Tales Keeper's Crypt. That's an ill-conceived idea. And a bad name. Let me describe it for you. It's filmed at Universal Studios Florida, right? And it had teams of two who had names like the Crabs and the Squids. And their team outfits were shirts with the Crypt Keeper's ghoulish face and what looked like a piece of tape with their name on it. So they all had shirts like that. And they would go into environments where, like, it looked like the lawnmower man. So, like, there's just this budget-ass CGI, like, blasting balls at oh, them. Oh, yeah. You mean, and then, I think you mean virtual reality, Ben? <laughs> I do mean virtual reality. That's, that's Thank true. You. That's fair. Do not slight lawnmower man to jo- Job's War, please. Dep- depending on how well, like, you whacked the balls away, the VR skull head would ask you, like, trivia questions. It, it just completely insane. You have to. I can't recommend this highly enough. Go and watch an episode of Secrets from the Tales Keeper's Crypt. It involves the Crypt Keeper. Oh, no, you know what? Secrets from the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House is maybe what it was called. I think my notes were wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It it was. I have it right here. Okay. Give me a minute. Oh, God, where is it? Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. Yes. That's right. Okay. So pardon me for that, folks. But yeah, so the Crypt Keeper would just show up in random places and be like, that stinks. <laughs> just not talking about what was going on in the show at all. And the host was just a dude, but then with like a, an ill fitting shirt. Like the VR thing would talk to them too. So, like, it, it would taunt the kids. So, we, one of the kids, like I said, they were on the crabs. So, the VR head just goes, Are you a soft shell crab or a hard shell crab? And the kid just goes, Who knows? <laughs> they continued on. <laughs> Or like the, uh, the host waited for them to respond with enthusiasm. He's like, all right, you ready to go? And they're like, y- yes. <laughs> yes. So that, that that's amazing. And that show lasted for seven years. Oh, <laughs> I think it was less than a year. And then there was another Tales from the Crypt spinoff, Perversions of Science, which was sort of a sci-fi anthology series that was hosted by like a robot lady. And that mm. didn't even make it, make it a month on HBO. And then finally... You get to another ill-conceived concept, which is this cartoon. Because what screams kids' cartoon but 
gory, sexy anthology series. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Right. It's like taking Caligula and like, why don't we turn this into a syndicated after school cartoon special? (laughs) What's the worst thing we can make into a cartoon? Well, we've already had Rambo. So let's just do Tales from the Crypt. Cat House has too many copyright issues. Let's go with Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) It's like a half-assed spooky Aesop's fables. It's just a horribly ill-conceived idea. But when you have an idea to take a spooky show like Tales from the Crypt and make it a kid's cartoon, where do you go? There's only one spot, and that, of course, is the production company behind the Magic School Bus, Canadian (laughs) animation studio Nelvana. Now, I note that specifically because as I was watching this cartoon, I had this feeling. I was like, this feels like the magic school bus to me. And it just was that Nelvana house style. So like my mind was blown <laughs> when I was like, oh, it is the, the Nelvana people. Like, that's weird. Man. That's amazing. I, would, I didn't think that at all. But I, uh, I did know immediately that it was Canadian and I didn't even have to look at the production. The production. You house. just had, you had to listen a little bit. That's we're going to go out. So here's here's the thing with this show. I'm just ripping this right from Wikipedia because it's written more eloquently than I could come up with it. Uh, so produced by Nelvana for ABC in the United States and YTV in Canada, the violence of the primetime series was substantially toned down and the gore was omitted. Nelvana employed a child psychologist to review the scripts to ensure the episodes would be suitable for young viewers. The Crypt Keeper puppet was considered as the host for the series but it was ultimately decided that it might frighten youngsters, so instead, an animated version was created. John Cassier reprised his role. He later said Nelvana created a kindler, gentler personality for the children's Crypt Keeper. And it feels a little uncharacteristic at times. So they took the kind of skeletal, stringy hair of the Crypt Keeper and just made him kind of like a green, fat man? They made him more like a goblin. Yeah, I thought he was like a blue skeleton. Yeah, I guess. He doesn't look Maybe. like the character at all is the, the, the main point. Just not really physically recognizable. They could not decide on what to make him. And so they just kind of all like agreed with everybody's ideas and drew that. Yeah. <laughs> so this show, very Canadian as we'll get into. So there were three seasons. It's not clear to me when those were produced. So two seasons were aired. And then there was a third season that aired five years later so i don't know if they (laughs) just made new shows after a few years or if they had banked some and the ratings sucked so they took off it just weird stuff all around for the episode that we're talking about today is from season one it's called the gorilla's paw it was written by a gentleman named james thompton really prolific imdb Uh, i hadn't heard of this guy before but i know him now he wrote this episode of tales from the crypt keeper Mm-hmm. Another episode of Tales from the Crypt Keeper, mm-hmm. and got story credit on a season one Star Trek Voyager episode, and Ooh. that is the complete IMDb of one James Thompson. What do you think that guy's doing now? Like, I'm always curious about these like people that have like wrote the <laughs> show. Maybe he's like a producer. Or, no, that'd be an IMDb as well. Yeah, just nothing. It, yeah, it's that's crazy. Maybe he died. Maybe he's uh, <laughs> maybe he's a logger now. Like just completely, a completely <laughs> different career. 
Maybe he's just writing spec scripts. I don't know. (laughs) When I did textbook publishing, I worked with a guy who wrote jingles for commercials, like very famous jingles. And I always thought that was a really fucking weird transition to go from like, yeah, you know, I used to work with Ray Charles routinely to record stuff for Pepsi. And now I I assign ISBNs. Like, quite literally, that's what he did. Quite literally? No fool. Quite. So I would like to believe that this, this dude, like, he sits in a cubicle. He doesn't even have an office with a door. He just sits in a cubicle, and he just does, like, Ren lines. Just like. But then occasionally, like, a, a jingle will pop into his head, and, be, and he'll, uh, he'll start crying a little bit, because, like, no. <laughs> no, no I meant behind me. I meant that this, the guy who wrote this episode does that. Oh, you think so? And then every once in a while, he just writes another Tales from the Crypt episode. And they're like, dude, this show's not on the air anymore. Show's been canceled for 30 years, man. 25, 30 years. Mr. Thompson. Anyway, so this episode aired. <laughs> Mr. Thompson. On November 20th, 1993. I sure wish I knew what else was going on. Then. Spookier. I sure wish I knew what else was going on then. Less Garrison Keeler. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he's pretty spooky. Agreed. <laughs> allegations are to be believed. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about those. Can you do it in a Crypt Keeper voice no. with some puns, Shalyn? I cannot. Can you do it You're in a Michael Richards you. voice? No. I don't even know what his voice sounds like. Jerry. Nope, that wasn't it. No, that was it. No. Nope. Yeah, Here we go. It. Here we go. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Okay. Giddy up. So, top movies in the box office here. Number one in its debut week in November of 1993, Adam's Family Values. I loved that movie and made my parents go with me to the movie. Still theater. love that movie. That movie's funny as hell. I like that one better than the first one. Yeah, they put the camp counselors on a spit and kill them. It's great. Agreed. <laughs> it's awesome. It was awesome. Joan Cusack. romance. Joan Cusack's great in that movie. Yeah, she's singing Macho Man with the, the sailors. <laughs> great movie. I don't, I don't see what the problem is. Not a great video game for the Super Nintendo. It's a side-scroller. No. Just uh, put that one out there. And it also doesn't have the MC Hammer rap attached to it, which the first one did. So. That's true, it didn't. Such is life. Mm. Number two, The Three Musketeers, the Disney one with Chris O'Donnell and Kiefer Sutherland. Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen, I think. Maybe Chris O'Donnell's not in that movie. No, he is. He's uh, D'Artagnan. Okay. Oliver Platt is uh, Porthos, I believe. He's the third one. <laughs> well, one of Dave these things the is not like the others. of the Musketeers. What's your favorite Three Musketeers adaptation? The candy bar. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's an acceptable answer. That's a solid answer. Um, mine would be the, the Musketeer, that shitty wire foo movie from like the early 2000s. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was thinking that one. Well, a movie I was really excited to see in the theater, and then I saw it and was like, wow, this is bad. Also, yeah. Man in the Iron Mask with DiCaprio. Oh, great. Yeah, post, Three Titanic movie. That's right. Yeah. He had more than one. Well, I mean, like, yeah, his, like one of his immediate follow-ups. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that in mind, let's get into it. Here is the opening.
it's 40 more seconds. That's exactly like that. It, it sounds a little uh, goosebumpish. Another Canadian production there. Mm-hmm. It's completely, it's like a cartoon version of the HBO theme song written by Danny Elfman. Okay. I don't think Danny Elfman wrote this one. No. <laughs> Just no, going to put it out no. there. I think he wrote it, but didn't arrange it. A few things with the opening here. They open up with a shot of the moon, and it's got a little smiley face in it. So just to tell you, this might be spooky, but don't get too worried. It's not too spooky. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Moon up here. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, don't worry. It's just me, Mr. Moon, watching over you kids. The narrative of the opening is there's a kid with, with dumb hair, and he's running, and he runs into this house, and you know it's a haunted house because there's mummies and monsters everywhere. But then he runs down to the basement, and the Crypt Keeper's there, and instead of, I don't know, eating him or whatever they give the kid popcorn and they're all going to watch a tv show and it, it i don't know it's fine it is what it is so then we open up here and similar to the live action show the first character we meet is the crypt keeper and i didn't get his whole script but this is a bit of it greetings scary safari lovers you're just in time we're on the trail of the gorilla's paw a treacherous trophy you'd have to be bananas to pass up. They say it makes wishes come true, but it's nothing to monkey around with. And I think he goes on for another 35 seconds or so. My memory of the show, the real show, a little foggy. Is he always this punny? Yeah. Yeah, but it's always about like, Death and cadavers and murder and oh, not shit like, like bananas. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not like the. It, maybe it has to do with the, the theme of the the live action episode, but it's it's always macabre. It's not just like okay. Oh, it's nothing to monkey around with, or because <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. After this minute with the crypt keeper, I was exhausted. <laughs> I was ready for a nap. That's I was fair. ready for the show to start. Yeah, especially yeah. like having seen demon knight a thousand times and and remembering the the live action show like that was always a tone setter right Mm -hmm. like even if his puns were really corny which they're supposed to be all this creepy stuff is going on in the background right there's a you know like severed limbs and and shit and Mm -hmm. and all that but like he's a it it sets the tone this is just like him like making monkey puns and it's uh not the best if I had a monkey's paw, I would have wished for the show to end. But did you have a gorilla's paw? No, I didn't have a gorilla's paw. Just my own. That's bananas. How very appealing. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> so, oh, Shailen, Shailen, we've, we've pithed Ben off. <laughs> Listeners, the look on Ben's face right now is similar to when our son just refuses to go to bed at night, and he just sits there in the doorway of his bedroom and refuses to close his eyes or move. And this is the face that Ben is making. My favorite 80s band is Banana. Huh? Instead of Shanana? <laughs> I was thinking about that for like a minute and a half. I came up with it though. So now we get into the show. And we're in the town of Gravenhurst, California, which I looked. It's not a real place. Oh, Gravenhurst is not but a real place. Gravenhurst, Canada is... Okay. And you go, hmm. Hmm. You note immediately here that the show just looks fucking cheap. It's like panning shots without a lot of motion, and it just feels cheap. Mm -hmm. So we see a street. 
and there's shadowy figures that scare a cat, but it's it's just a bunch of kids. And you know that you're in for a good time when you get this first bit of dialogue here. Come on, guys. When are you going to let me in the club? Just get the ball, Lewis. Ooh, that emotion. Get so, the ball, Lewis. Come on. <laughs> we meet our four characters here, and we'll meet three of them in a second. But the main character of the show here is this kid, quote-unquote, named Lewis. Lewis looks like he's like a 55-year-old man with gout who's been shrunken down to boy size. Lewis has a life with Louis quality about him. Yeah. Yes. He walks around like he's got just eternal back problems. He looks like he's like an animated Kevin James. Like it's it's weird. Animated Kevin James. He's just this pathetic groveling character and you heard him ask, "Can I be in the club?" He asks that no less than 6 times. And the conceit here is that he's, you know, he's kind of a a doughy boy, and I can say that as a, as a doughy youth myself. But he's trying to get into the club, and who is in this club? Well, let them introduce themselves in a very natural and organic manner. Kenny Kingpin Selden, Chuck Rockman Norm, Norm, Billy Cool Kid Norm. Got that, Lewis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Shrieky cool Shailen. They they introduced themselves like we just did. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) So this gang, so we got Kingpin. It's true. Our names are much better. Kingpin is, I guess, the head of the the. I I keep saying gang. They're introduced as a club. He's a kid. He's got blonde hair. You know, he looks like a classic bad boy. Rock man. I don't know what rock man's deal is. Like, I don't know if he's hard as a rock, if he likes geology, if he's into rock music, but he has literally no distinguishing characteristics. he enjoys throwing rocks at people. That could be. His biggest characteristic is looking a lot like Kingpin to the point that I became very confused during a sequence later. That's fair. Then the third member Mm -hmm. in the club here is the the best one of all. You got cool kid, because nothing says cool kid like circle sunglasses, a beret, and a big-ass vest. And That's announcing yourself cool. as cool. <laughs> Fucking constantly. <laughs> and, it, like, oh, man, this is just crazy. And, like, they're all introducing themselves to, like, a knockoff version of the Hey Arnold music. <laughs> and what club would be complete without an official club cheer? Just to kind of put the cherry on the top of how, how likable these kids are. We stick together forever to the end. Ready to go down fighting, friends defending friends. Oh, so Lewis, for no particular reason, there's no reason why he should want to hang out with these kids, but he's just so fucking sad and desperate. So this is what annoys me about this cartoon. Like in the live action show, a character like Lewis would be the character, but you think like, oh, he's he's really pathetic, but he's like pathetic because he doesn't like stand up for himself and you know and then he, he gets his comeuppance at the end so like it's watch yeah. this pathetic character keep driving himself into these awful situations and he gets killed or maimed or or you know in this awful scenario and this they have this awful character and you're like you know is he gonna have a a, a terrible end maybe he's not gonna get killed right. or something because it's a cartoon but you know some dark ending for him no no they don't do that they try no. to make you side with lewis but he sucks all the characters suck he suck yeah he's he's really bad compare this character if you will 
to a classic SNL character, Debbie Downer. Like that is played for jokes, you know, like she's like, oh, I went to the baseball game and my hot dog fell in my soda. And Lewis is kind of like that. cat has AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) Feline leukemia, get it right. Except instead of like sad anecdotes, he just begs to be in this club. And like, it's it's so so desperate. Oh God, it's it's just, oh boy, it's just, it's horrible. I'm going to ask you both a question and I'm not trying to point fingers because I saw it because I knew it about myself. Was he so terrible because you knew that when you were his age, you would have loved to have belonged to a club and you were like, that's not how you act to get in the club. I was in a club, the Boy Scouts of America. Hmm. Hmm. I think I was in like the Nintendo Power Players Club as well. So I was well covered. My friend and I invented our own club so that we could be included in a club. The Burger King Kids Club doesn't count as a club you invented. (laughs) It was called the Cleaners Club and we wrote songs. Wait, why was it called the Cleaners Club? Because we got paid money to clean for her mom while we wrote our songs. So your club was just a you were you two were hired by her mom. Your club was a job. We did chores and wrote songs. Okay. We were the Cleaners Club. Okay, all right. I didn't have any club. I was a, a, a club of one. It's called the Sad Day. Best club. club of all. <laughs> <laughs> There can only be one. It's the Dave Club, not the Daves. But then someone came in and they were they were the president of the Sad Dave Club and I was <laughs> ousted. It was fucking terrible. It's not fair. It. It's life. Oh. The only kind of club I like is turkey with bacon. Three pieces of bread. Delicious. Sounds like a dream club to me. What are you looking at pants now? I can multitask a pen. My God. Anyway, so like it's just it's pathetic. And so they have this basketball. And Kingpin's like, cool kid, get the ball. And he throws the ball. And I'm not exaggerating here. Like, you can believe me. I'm an honest person. It looks like he throws this ball a half mile. And here's what happens. Cool kid. I got it. I got it. I. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he runs down the alleyway that they're all in. And cool kid falls into what I assumed was an abandoned ice cream cart. Hmm. So it turns out I was wrong, but this cart rolls all over town. It appears that Gravenhurst, California is just completely bereft of people because they never see anybody. They look for cool kid in front of Jerry's baked goods, but they don't see him. Eventually the cart crashes. As it turns out, it was full of ice cream cones and Kingpin goes on this weird rant and he's like, Lewis, we do what we want. We take what we please. And then the ice cream guy shows up and he's like, Lou Ferrigno, this guy's just huge. <laughs> so then they, they, they gather all the ice cream back up, and he's like, but we give it back if we want. Like, I don't know what this was establishing. I don't he's know a coward. What we were doing. And That's it, what they're establishing, just, that the club is made of cowards. Yeah. Oh, they're, so they're, they're bullies, but they're really cowards. I gotcha, I gotcha. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Why did it take me so long to figure that out? Just I was like, what the fuck is happening with these kids? Why is there an ice cream cart? Why is it rolling around like it's the Humvee in the rock? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Where was the, the ice cream man to begin with? Like, why was the cart in an abandoned cream. alley? <laughs> so now they see, they see kind of our, our thing here. And it's called the Crypt of Curio. So it's the small store. And if you were wondering about the, the layout of Gravenhurst, California, the Crypt of Curios is located right next to brunch. Hola. So... You can get a brunch and go check out some uh, some weird goods. Begs the question, what's your favorite brunch item? 
What do you, oh, what do you usually get on a brunch menu? I don't get eat a lot of brunch. <laughs> like I eat a lot of late breakfast, like at home. Just that that's just my. I don't think that counts because then I eat lunch later. I think my schedule's just fucked. You can have brunch and lunch, Ben. It's okay. It's true. Oh boy, what a luxury! Uh, I don't know, a chocolate fountain. Oh, right on. Mm. It's very genuine and right on, Shailen. Mm-hmm. I like so many things that qualify for brunch. Just pick one. I don't know if my answer is French toast or bacon. One of those two. What are you having? Maybe like waffles. Crisis of conscience. I just like that food. The answer is both. Get the plate. Ah! Get the plate. What about you, Dave? Oh, a, a savory omelet. Hmm. What as opposed to a sweet omelet? Yeah. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of sweet omelets are there? The ones with Reese's Pieces in them. And ro- royal jelly. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's a Halloween nope. omelet. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. It's, a, it's called the Jack Jack omelet. It's a, the Jack omelet. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, hit Ugh. us up with your favorite brunch item. Hashtag Jack omelet. So now they're in front of the Crypt of Curios. Uh, a guy who looks like fat Egon Spengler invites them in. Lewis goes in because the plot dictated he had to. There was really no reason for him to listen <laughs> to this this creepy man. So he sees this hand. And as it turns out, this is the the gorilla's paw. This is the MacGuffin. We'll take a pause here to tell the tale of the monkey's paw. This was parodied once on A Treehouse of Horror. Monkey's paw gives you three or four wishes. I don't know. But the idea is three, that... Th- I believe. Is it three? Three. So the wishes are cursed, right? So you could be like... So in, in, I'll use the case of the Simpsons. They wish to be famous, and then they became so famous that everybody just completely hated them. The the idea that like wishes, you know, there's consequences. Wishes and butts are like candy and nuts, you know. Like you could wish for a tootsie roll and you would choke on it and die, stuff like that. There was a version of it uh, on a radio drama that I heard once, and they mm-hmm. wished a dead man back to life, but they didn't specify when, and so Ooh. he just started screaming, and they're like, "Oh God, what happened?" And his veins were full of embalming fluid. Uh, it's like Pet Cemetery. That was uh, memorable for that, me. That's fucked up, but. The tail of the gorilla's paw is really different because the gorilla's paw, for one, is fucking huge. It's just ludicrously big. Gorillas oh my are God, large. It's a, it's a fucking infinity gauntlet. <laughs> yes. In the gorilla's paw, as we'll discover, some of the wishes have that monkey's paw quality to them. Some of them don't. And you apparently have unlimited wishes. So that's a little bit of a spoiler, but we'll let Egon Spengler slash the voice of Albus Dumbledore tell us the tale. Neat! More than neat. Legend has it that the gorilla's paw grants the wishes of whoever possesses it. Wow! Just like Aladdin's lamp! He said that because Aladdin had been released the year before, so you had to ground that in something. Oh. As if you didn't know what a wish was. <laughs> Fucking idiot children. So now the kids are in the store and they're talking about wishes and stuff. Here's another nice dialogue exchange. Real original, cool kid. Me, I'd wish for a crack at being on Gruesome Gladiators. That is the coolest game show on TV. (laughs) Nothing in this show is written to sound like real people. You know, they only say things to push the plot ahead. Like, he had to introduce Gruesome Gladiators as the coolest game show on TV because it comes up later. Who would he be telling that it's the coolest game show on TV? The other kids that know what that show is? Yeah, it's just like when I uh, introduced Halloween Kills earlier and I was like, Ben, I just saw Halloween Kills, the most recent Halloween sequel. (laughs) Nice and natural. Organic. Mm -hmm. Available only on Peacock. 
In case you didn't know. It's it's established the same way they establish important things in musicals. A marker is a man's word. It's how you know his reputation. Like in Guys and Dolls. Mm -hmm. And then they sing a song about it. Yeah, exactly. The only Guys and Dolls song I know is the one that Mark Hamill sang. The best one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything else. Luke, be a Jedi tonight. (laughs) So Kingpin, you know, would wish for the TV show or whatever. Rockman's like, I wouldn't want any school. And Lewis, here's his wish. Oh, gee. I'd wish. I'd wish. I'd wish I was a member of the club. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking dipshit. Lewis is the worst. It's like so pathetic. Like. As a pathetic kid myself, like I, I hate <laughs> Lewis because of this, but like I would never ever do that in front of somebody. Like you take that monkey's paw home and wish that by yourself, and then you're in the club the next day. Don't exactly. wish it in front of them. Come or on. you take that monkey's paw home and you do the best version of the stranger that ever was. Gross, Ben. That's gross. <laughs> you take the monkey's paw home, you turn it sideways, and you stick it up your candy ass. That's right. Candy trick or treat. Ha- happy Halloween, folks. To couple with this in the visual sense, Lewis, his face is all scrunched up and he's visibly sweating and he has like his fingers crossed. He's just, oh God, the most sad character I've ever seen in my life. It's depressing. And so Kingpin's like, <laughs> hey, Lewis, why don't you steal the, the monkey's paw and you can be in the club? So Lewis steals the monkey paw, I'm sorry, the gorilla's paw out of the club, Thank the you. store. And he he runs to the alleyway and no, mind you, he wants to be part of the club. He's already hanging out with the club, so it's not like he's going to get any benefits. But he's like, Kingpin, I stole the, the gorilla's paw. Can I be in the club now? Kingpin gives him the gladiator thumbs down. Kingpin does a lot of thumbs up and thumbs down. He's just like, nah. So Lewis thinks that he's real cool, but Kingpin thinks he's a tool and a fool. Just how it goes. He's got to go back to school. Yeah. So Don't do drugs, kids. So now Lewis is like, well, guys, well, why don't you wish for something? And then when it works, you can let me in the club. And so we get this first wish from Cool Kid. I wish, I wish Cool Kid had a ton of money. <gasps> hey, look. Five dollar bill. And Lewis is like, hey, it works, guys. I want to be in the club now. <laughs> and... <laughs> What a pathetic first wish. You wish someone else to be rich. This kid exactly. is not likable. He's not likable. Yeah, I wanted him to get maimed so bad. I was like, why can't he <laughs> the live action Tales from the Crypt and someone attacks him with a chainsaw or something? I think he was Jesus killed or something, Christ. yeah. So they find a $5 bill and Kingpin's like, big deal. That will only buy a couple of comics. And so they start to wander away and Lewis chases after them. And then the camera Let's pans. Let's go to my house. <laughs> and there's a whole dumpster full of money and you're like oh wow i wonder if that will ever come back up and the answer is no no it will not <laughs> it will not nobody will ever find this dumpster full of money in the population of five town of gravenhurst california there's no consequence to this wish is the consequence that the money was like in the trash I don't know. That doesn't it's seem a, like a realistic consequence given the situation. The money is uh, blood money somehow. Or, or or an ironic one in the vein of the story that it's based off of. Like It's un- <laughs> unlaundered it's like, drug money. I, yeah, I guess. Oh, Gravenhurst, California, well known for its meth lab, so it's all dirty meth money, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So they walk away, and Lewis is following them. He's like, Liz, what else do you want? And Rockman's like, I don't want to go to school. And he goes, oh, I wish there was no school tomorrow. Can I be in the club now? <laughs> and Kingpin is like, Lewis, you got to be creative. You got to wish for the moon. That's what he says. And here's what, you want the moon, Lewis? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, throw, oh, tie a lasso and throw it around the moon and pull it down for you, Lewis. Yeah. And Lewis... Every time he wishes, he looks like he's going to shit himself. Like he's just exerting while he's holding this fucking gorilla's paw. And what does he do when Kingpin says you got to wish for the moon? Here it is. To be in this club, you got to think big. Wish for something big, Lewis. Wish for the moon. I wish for the moon. <laughs> Am I in? No, you're not in, Lewis. You see, Lewis, you don't understand. You don't understand metaphors. Or examples, Lewis. You're 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 a real idiot. You have the brain of rocks, Lewis. It's true. You want the moon, Lewis? Yeah. I do. I wish for the moon. Yeah, it's Lulu's puddles. <laughs> you know what I think this show is missing? Maybe this episode in particular. This club needed a name. Jimmy Stewart. Oh, oh yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. for sure. I mean, they could have been the Jimmy Stewarts for all I care, but they just keep talking about the club. Like they should have been like club. The sweet guys or i don't know <laughs> what's the club name the cool dudes the cool dudes it's better uh, than the club i'm gonna go with the sweet boys the sweet boys uh the we hate lewis club <laughs> okay that's, that's a good one. actually lewis would fit in there he seems to be pretty self-loathing yeah that's true <laughs> no homers so now we come back from commercial and we literally get the opening shot again. So you get the Gravenhurst sign and like an overview of the town. I thought the video was starting over. I was like, fuck, I, I, I must have hit the timer or the, the <laughs> thing there. Nope, nope, just the same shot. And now we go to Lewis's room. And what I wasn't expecting in this show is to see a fat little boy in his underwear, but that's what the show gives you. And in Lewis's room, he has a poster on the wall for something called The Return. And I don't know what The Return was, but Lewis is like jumping around and getting dressed. And it reminded me so much of the scene from Big, where Tom Hanks gets big. You know, when he wakes up and he's like jumping around <laughs> his room and he can't, his clothes don't fit. This reminded me of that for some reason. Isn't Big based on the monkey's paw also? Big is a totally original work based off nothing. If anything, the monkey's paw is based off of Big. Oh, okay. My mistake. How dare you besmirch Penny Marshall like that? Big! Lewis is getting ready to go to school. His mom's like, Lewis, Kenny Kingpin's on the phone. And here's a little of their convo. Kingpin's calling me? Kingpin? Hello. Kingpin? Kingpin? Hey, Lewis, never guess what. School's shut down for the day. You mean I got up for nothing? No, Lewis. Your response is, you mean my wish worked. (laughs) Yeah, you idiot! Like, oh, I got it for nothing. Like, what are you like? Put it together. You're two plus two. <laughs> so oh then, God. Then Kenny's like, or I'm sorry, Kingpin's like, come down to the schoolyard or whatever. And Lewis does like a Looney Tunes thing, and he shows up there just immediately, and he's panting. And Kingpin starts to demand the gorilla's paw because he sees that it, you know, it might work. Here's Lewis, being Lewis. You gotta promise, if it works. You gotta let me into the club. Into the club. The <laughs> club. Was I think he was supposed to be pretending to be out of breath, but instead it's just you have to let me into the club. 
<laughs> no, there's no breath. There's no gasping. It's just the club. Nope, nothing, nothing. So Kingpin actually agrees to this, and he says, "No tricks. That's cool. You know, if we uh, we do these wishes and they go well, you're in the club. No problem." And they shake on it. So Kingpin wishes first for a big screen TV. Right now, this is particularly strange because they're in the street. Lewis wishes, and then the screen flashes, and you see a gorilla. And then the the big screen TV shows up in the middle of the street and works no and has cable. But the only reason for the TV is for the plot, as demonstrated here. A flood of coastwide tidal waves and devastating earthquakes are sweeping the country. Reports of destruction and mayhem continue to come in from around the globe. And now it's time for Gruesome Gladiators. Now, mind you, this show thinks that viewers are so dumb that it had to throw in that Aladdin's lamp reference to tell you what a wish was, but they leave you to this weird throwaway news report to connect the dots that him wishing for the moon is causing like the gravity of the earth to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, every kid knows that. <laughs> like, what in the world are we doing here? So then Kingpin has an even bigger wish, and it's not big enough that he can say it out loud to Lewis. He has to like whisper sweet nothings into his ear. Only for Lewis to then wish for it immediately after. Come. Oh, yeah, my, I guess I didn't get the, the whole joke. I just it's Lewis saying "come." Hold on. <laughs> it's for the best. Come. You know, sometimes I'm in a bit of a fugue state when pulling these things together. So I, here I was thinking, yeah, I grabbed him wishing for the show, but no, I just grabbed him saying "come." So what was he wishing for, Ben? Uh, come. <laughs> Oh, play, play it again. Just play it again. One more time. Come. Okay. So what he's actually wishing for is for the gruesome gladiator show to come here. And then they manifest into what they think is the show. And they're all wearing these like helmets and pads. And it was here that I got confused because Kingpin and Rockman look exactly the same outside of their hair. And so something happens in a minute here that I was like, what the fuck? And I had to go back and rewatch it. To prove that I'm not an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> so they think they're in gruesome gladiators. Things are going well. You're in, Lewis. Huh? I said you're in. You're a member. I'm in the club. I'm in the club. I'm in the club. I'm in the club. We stick together forever to the end. Ready to go down fighting. Friends defending friends. <sighs> okay. Now. Hold it- on one second. I closed the window because I was panicking, but I had a thing. Oh, my God. Well, she does suspend. What's your favorite Halloween candy or Halloween treat? He, he was in. <laughs> All right. I guess that was worth it. Uh, my favorite <laughs> Halloween candy. Just play, play two clips ago. And that's your answer. <laughs> Come. Of course. There you go. Everyone's favorite Halloween treat. A Three Musketeers fan. Uh, or come, I guess. Perish the thought. Reese's. I will never perish the thought. Reese's are the superior candy at Halloween. You can't snack on a Reese's, though. That's it's an False. elegant treat. There's peanut butter with protein. Delicious. So we go from the set of gruesome gladiators here to... Oh, you know what, listeners? Hit us up with your favorite Halloween candy. Hashtag come. So we go from the set of gruesome gladiators over to just a military base where there's no movement again it's just a drawn picture that they're moving the camera around and you see the moon 
and it's moving toward Earth. And these scientists who you don't see before or since go, it's on track for Gravenhurst, California. And I laughed because that's just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I think they've pinpointed this giant space object flying out yeah. to the very, very small town of Gravenhurst. Now, mind you, in a movie that handles a similar situation, Armageddon, right? They had like hundreds of NASA scientists and they knew exactly where that thing was going to land. But that thing was like a meteor that was smaller than the moon and they were alerting the whole earth that they were going to die. Here, nobody really seems to care that the moon is hurtling toward the earth. But what could you do? It's a, it's a kid's TV show. Now back to the game and Rockman and Cool Kid are running around from they think it's a guy shooting tennis balls, but it's actually... But it's okay. It's padded plastic. It's not padded plastic, though. It's... What's that stuff? Whatever it is, it reeks. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's sticky goo. The kids are getting shot with sticky goo, and I thought it Ew. held them to the ground. But it doesn't hold them to the ground. They just get up and just run kinda, away it just kind of stains, stains their stains their pants and like makes their their hair sticky it's, yeah it's gross yeah I, I initially thought the way that it was animated that it went through the first kid mm-hmm. not that it like hit him and then bounced to the next oh kid. you thought like it killed him yeah and i was like <laughs> holy shit this really this really upped the ante on like violence in cartoons mm-hmm. but then he was fine so i realized i must be wrong yeah yeah so it, as they see the monster stick his weird long tongue out at him and he's coming at him in a ball, they realize this ain't a game. <laughs> and then it cuts, right? It devolves into strange brew. <laughs> and we're up on the, uh, we're up on like a platform and they're going to joust. So if you remember joust from American gladiators, Kingpin is going to joust a monster. And it was here that I had forgotten about the character of Rockman. Because I had thought it was Kingpin and Cool Kid on the ground. I hate myself for having to say these fucking names over <laughs> and over. And so I was like, oh. It's my favorite part of this show. They, like, they realize it's not a game, but then he's just playing another game. And the way that Kingpin and Lewis figure out that it's not a game is Lewis looks down and there's like a milky white pool with a squid in it. Uh-huh. And then Kingpin just goes, this is for real. <laughs> and they just keep going... <laughs> Ah, uh, ah! Uh, and then like there's just... Lewis. Lewis turns to the camera and he goes, "And that's the original Squid Game." <laughs> that's true. I guess that's why they call it the Squid Game. Yeah, the kids are supposed to be scared, but they're not really acting scared. And a monster falls in with the squid, but then he just pops out in a ball. God, it just—it's fucking brutal. So Kingpin's like, "Lewis, you have to wish for the gladiators to go away." And <laughs> That's the worst kid. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. You do a better you, Canadian. You just sounded Scottish. You do it then, oh. Chill. And you think oh, you're so Lewis. good. Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> Sounds like Michael Myers from uh, I Married an yes. Ex-Murderer. I'm out here bearing my ass for the world. And come oh, out Lewis. Lewis, you've got to get this squid out of here, Lewis. Oh, I'm gonna, now I'm going to go to New Brunswick. I've seen Fargo. I know how New York Canadian sounds. Yeah. Lewis tries to wish everything away, but he realized that the wish can't undo wishes and now all four kids are up on the joust platform the joust platform mind you which comfortably held lewis who's a chunky boy kingpin and an enormous monster but somehow 
replace that monster with two adolescent boys, and they know that this platform won't hold them. And if this is where... <laughs> This is like when Boromir tried to steal the one ring from Frodo. The The whole thing breaks here. <laughs> and Lewis murders Cool Kid and Rockman. We were here first. Make like trees and leave. I'm warning you. Warn all you want. We're not going anywhere. Whoa! Do it, Lewis. Make them leave. Now! I wish Cool Kid and Rockman would make like trees and leave. And this is gruesome because branches sprout out of the children and then they fall on the ground. I've never, we haven't, we have never seen a cartoon with body horror until this <laughs> moment. True. There's branches coming out of their chests, out of their faces, and they just turn into trees. It is awful. It's awful. It's crazy. And you're just like, wow, Lewis just killed those children. This What's sp- worse is the, the script. Who would say, I wish they would make like trees and leave? <laughs> Holy God, it's laborious. John Thompson saw Back to the Future one too many times. It, which one is worse? <laughs> is it the script or the reading of the script? Yeah, the reading of the script is no bueno, no good. So the monster is climbing up to, to kill them all, but when the trees fall on the ground, he just like looks at them <laughs> and stops chasing. So then, and then Lewis is like, I wish we were back at my house. (laughs) They get back to his house and they're just laughing. (laughs) Man, did you see what I did to those kids? I turned them into trees. There was like wood protruding from their skin. It was amazing. Like I I get gallows humor and all that, but you know. They, they, he just killed his, his friends, his clubmates. He just threw them to the wolves, as it were. But they just teleported, and that is probably fun. That's true. That's true. I guess so. Yeah, but it's not like the end of Jaws where they laugh because like they've been through this horrible thing. It hasn't ended yet. Right. It's not over. And your friends are dead. They're trees. I mean, it's possible that it's supposed to be like the end of Jaws. I would believe someone arguing that they thought it would be like that. That's not how it was executed, but I would believe that's how they envisioned it. Now Lewis is like, well, I murdered my friends, but uh, we got to go back and help them or whatever. Like, we got we to gotta make this right. And Kingpin's like, no, I don't think so, laddie. And he, um, it was here, like, Lewis is standing there and he's sweating. And I was like, you know what? If you took Lewis and you had him chomping on a stogie and put him in a baby bonnet, like you could convince me that they this is like a baby Herman character. Like yeah. he's just so like a fat little looks like a little baby chomping on a stogie. It's life with Louis. Yeah. So Lewis realizes he's like the the shop owner. It has to be the shop owner. And here's what he does. I wish the owner of the paw would appear here now. The shopkeeper. He's here. (laughs) But it's not the shopkeeper. What he actually did was wish for the owner of the paw. So what they get is a monocolor gorilla. Like there's no gradation. Like this is just a gray gorilla and not from Congo. Bursting through the wall Kool-Aid man style. Like I don't know what wall he burst through. The flimsy one. <laughs> so it's when he burst through the wall. Which sure was an, an, an interior one, at least, because you can't true. see the outside from it. No, no, not a load-bearing wall, for sure. Oh, yeah. 
wouldn't he be the owner of the paw at this point since he stole it and like possession being the law? It's not in such? Canada. Not in Canada. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Kingpin's like, hey, idiot. You said the owner, not the shopkeeper. And here's the one moment in the episode where I, I laughed out loud. It was, it was right here at this exact moment. You said the owner, Lewis. Look at its arm. Oops. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this, oh, man. but this is where I first broke into voice acting. Oh. What a mess. What a mess. So now they have this big fucking gorilla chasing them and they jump through the hole in the wall. And for some reason, jumping through the hole in the wall, they went down a flight of stairs and now they're lying on the ground. And No, they are not lying on the ground. Okay, explain this. They are standing up. It looks like they're lying on the ground because the animation is so bad. It I, does I look okay this several times. <laughs> I couldn't figure out like how they, how or why they were lying on the ground, but I will accept that it's just drawn badly. Yeah, it's it's just it's very poorly drawn, but it looks like they're lying there, and like I don't know, the time passes. They're there if they are laying down, they're there for a long time. It's like, a long time <laughs> laying down, they're just like holding hands. Like what? What do you want to do today? <laughs> so. Now they're they're on the ground floor, like at the bottom of the stairs, and the gorilla appears and he goes, Oh and he tries to macho man elbow them and they just move and the gorilla hurdles through the floor. <laughs> so they go outside. And now what's happening? You forgot about that pesky moonshell, and I know you did. I did. Because you were busy doing other things. I was very busy watching them fall downstairs but the kids and not land. Are gonna remind you. I don't believe it! The moon, Kingpin! Look at the moon! It's moving towards us! It's moving towards us. And like the moon yeah, is very yeah, slow. Yeah, that's because I, I, I threw a lasso around and I pulled it down for you, Mary. And the sense of scale here is pretty crazy because I know the Buffalo moon... Buffalo girls! Oh, sorry. <laughs> the, moon, the moon is pretty big. And the way that it looks here, I don't know. It looks like, like the size of like an earth ball. Earth ball. If the moon... Was, was moving made out of at cheese. this speed. I don't know. It's just it's fucking. Yeah, up. let's it's pull it. Let's mess. pull it down and do some yoga on it. We'll stretch our backs out. Come on, <laughs> laddie, give me the haggis. <laughs> <laughs> so then let's, let's get some maple syrup. <laughs> Lewis is like, it's gonna be the paw, and it's like, yeah, no shit, asshole. Of course it's the paw, you <laughs> fucking moron. So they he he decides they no, got to the go back. The moon has just left its gravitational orbit and just Don't is, you realize? You know, yeah. I wish for the moon. No can I be in the club? So he goes, "All right. We got to go in the house and we got to get the paw." And Kingpin does a rational thing here. Yeah, well count me out. Well, what about the club motto? Count me out. Count me out. Not going to happen. Fella. <laughs> Russian now. <laughs> count me out. I don't need this. The moon wishes for you. So Lewis goes in, he gets the paw, and then the gorilla's coming for him. And then an earthquake literally tears the house apart. And Lewis is left like sitting on a, he's on top of a chair or something, and he's holding the paw. And I'm going to play the line, and then I'm going to tell you how I reacted to it. And I will just spoil, the way I reacted to it was not the way it was meant to be. It's all over. No matter what I do, it's all over. The moon's not going to crash. Ah! What a major waste. 
I, I agreed on that last line. So when he said it's all over, <laughs> I thought that he was saying like, well, this is all back to normal because he just says it with such a lack of emotion. It's all over. It's all over. And then, and then he keeps going and it's like, oh, no, he just realizes that the earth is fucked and there's nothing he can do. <laughs> Which bum, is just bum. yet another great character characteristic in a protagonist, right? Like he just, yeah, like, yeah. oh, man, I hope he I hope he imme- like immediately realizes self-defeat or, or, or you know, just <laughs> or just accepts it. It's oh, God, he sucks. But then he realizes, OK, what if I wished to have the monkey's paw or the gorilla's paw back in the store and none of this had ever happened or whatever. And wouldn't you know it, that works. And so the kids are all back in the store. Dumbledore's like, be careful what you wish for. It might come true. And then Lewis, points to Gryffindor. <laughs> Lewis sprints out of the store and he goes back to the alleyway because that was the only background they drew. So he goes back <laughs> to the alleyway and the rest of the club goes and they're like, Lewis, what, like, what the fuck was that? And this is where the episode picks up right at the end here because this is where Lewis suffers his mental break. Picture <laughs> picture how we've described Lewis, if you will, smiling placidly while he tells this story. Yeah. You guys don't remember? I saved you. I saved the world. <laughs> <laughs> and they start to laugh at him. And his dummy just continues to just like look ahead into the middle distance and he keeps going. I'm the guy who had the guts to take on the gorilla, and I beat him all by myself. So the way I see it, I don't need you guys. I've got everything I need right here. And he's he's doing like the big ball dance while he's saying that. <laughs> the the D's nuts, if you will. I've got everything I <laughs> need. Right here. So they offer him membership into the club, and he turns them down. And then like, he, again, he walks away like he threw out his back or something, and he just goes... See you around, losers. And it's like... You hosers. They think about those characters, right? Like, Lewis leaves with this weird self-confidence, but he doesn't have friends. And if anything, the members of the club think much less of him because he just ranted at them like an insane lunatic before wandering away. Right, right. And Lewis, maybe he realized that they didn't remember, but, like, he doesn't... He still doesn't realize that the gorilla's paw... Like it's magic worked. So he just now to us, the audience, mm-hmm. he's just he's still an idiot. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, not like we didn't not get it. Yeah. Yeah. He also never realized any actual consequences. Well he what see what all they, he learned was Oh, that was fucked up. What they don't tell you is after the, the show cut, the club chased him down and just beat, beat the him to death. shit out of him. Like, beat to death is pretty dark. So was the rest of the cartoon. I suppose that's true. So now we're back to the Crypt's Keeper. I, I didn't pull all his puns. I mean, just picture him saying like monkey and gorilla a million times. But here's his final lesson. One slip and it'll be too late to save your skin. So be careful what you wish for, boys and girls. The results may make a monkey out of you. <laughs> yes, you certainly made a monkey. <laughs> Oh, boy. So that's Tales from the Crypt Keeper. What a hoot it was. What a hoot. (laughs) Would you show this cautionary tale to a youngster? Hell no. Why? There's literally no good reason to show it to a child. It's bad animation, bad acting, bad script, 
no lesson, no consequence. Terrible. Hmm. Okay. Hot take. Dave? I don't think I'm as angry as Shailen. Uh, I'll just say that. I'm not angry. Uh, Yes, I think a child could watch this. It would be fine for them. It's harmless. Would you show it to a child? Would I show it? I mean, it's... (laughs) I'm not like, oh my God. You know, I'm not to my, I'm not, I'm not going to my daughter's being like, holy shit, you got to watch this Tales from the Crypt Keeper thing. It's, it's amazing. But if a kid were watching it, I wouldn't be like, no, shut that off. It's awful. It's to, it's, it'll, it'll, it'll melt your brain. Yeah, I would show this to a kid. It's fine. So, it's, I mean, it's fine for a kid. Ben? ben? Hmm. See, I'm sort of conflicted. I mean, I, I like the idea of kids learning lessons in creative ways. And where else would a child learn to not steal a, big ass hand and make wishes on it without understanding the proper consequences on the other hand i could just read the the, the, the short story that's true that's true I guess. Yeah. on the other hand you know you could be watching squid game you know that's about things and people facing consequences right hmm. I think I've, so. I've seen the whole show i i know it's that yeah. they found that squid and the squid was like i'm gonna tentacle you up this and, uh, is a game. You won't be squidding away from me, is what the squid said. And so it's a soft no for me. And let's go here with one to five single colored gorillas. Two single colored gorillas? Mm hmm. I liked the animation style in this. I thought it, like, it reminded me of <laughs> the Magic the School comic Bus. Books. Yeah, and the Magic School Bus. They had this, like, uh, I don't know if it was executed well all the time, but like I appreciated their like attempts with like shadows and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of the uh, of the comics and like the uh, the in the, the live action show, which is, relies really heavily on like sh- shadows and lighting and all that. I like that. It's not like awful, awful, awful. We've we've watched worse things, sure, but I think where it fails is it's the tales from the crypt, but it's not in the spirit of the show. Right, it's not pulpy. It's not scary at all and like so like you wonder like they couldn't even use the crypt keeper as he usually is mm-hmm. uh, so you wonder why they did it i mean goosebumps was on tv are you afraid of the dark like they got darker like darker storylines like you could do this with a with a show like this to do whatever are you afraid of the dark mm-hmm. is so it just it just sort of lost the spirit of tales from the crypt which i didn't realize i i liked so much apparently Shailen. One, because it exists. It was a spinoff of a thing I loved, but no more than one, because the thing that I loved, the live action HBO show, was so great. And I really was hoping for something resembling that in any manner, way, shape, or form. And it did not. Also, it was boring. Also, that kid was whiny. Also, the gorilla should have been funnier. We have watched shows that are a lot worse than this. I think that that is true, and that's obvious. Sure. I think where this show suffers is from being five out of five. I hear <laughs> so aggressively off the mark for what they were trying to do. Right? Mm. I don't know if the idea was, you know, I mean, well, I mean, it was Tales of from the Crypt for kids, but Tales from the Crypt was not ever for kids, and it was never meant for kids. So. 
to tone it down to this degree and make the characters just so thoroughly unlikable with no action to bring you along and no emotional throughput. It's just, I haven't seen a show in a while that so aggressively misses the mark, especially when you compare it to Secrets from the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House or whatever the fuck, which I think is a perfect Tales from the Crypt for kids. <laughs> and so with that, I have to give this a, a two and a half monocolored gorillas out of five. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. In the spirit of Halloween, I've created a game. I wanted to sort of keep it in, in vein of the, the, the Crypt Keeper and have some puns. So I, I took some inspiration from Shailen here. Oh, fuck. So this first game here is called This or Splat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you, Ben, I don't know if you've perused the Tales from the Crypt, the live action show. I don't know if you perused that Wikipedia article, but there is a section where they have a lot of celebrity guest stars. Okay. Some surprised me. So I'm going to go through a list. With every celebrity, you're going to say yes or no, and I'll let you know uh, if, if you're right. So Will I be delighted? To name. Titillated? Skintillated. Okay. I'm not going to keep score. Because I don't fucking feel like it. That's for, the, that's for another game. All right. Tom Hanks. Yes. Yes. Catherine O'Hara. Yes. Yes. Liam Neeson. No. Yes. Sorry, Ben. We're incorrect. Tom Hanks, Catherine O'Hara were in. Liam Neeson was not. Steve Buscemi. Yes. No. Shellen's right there. Yes, he was. Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Yes. Yes, you're both correct. Rosie O'Donnell. Yes. <laughs> yes. She was the Crypt Keeper. That's <laughs> according to Donald Trump. <laughs> a lot of makeup. Uh, no, she was not. I want to be like Jonathan Frakes in Factor Fiction. No, that's, <laughs> that's false. That's completely false. Tim Curry. Yes. Yes. Emphatically so. Yeah, yeah. Bill Murray. No. No. You're yes. No. no. Was his <laughs> he brother? Was not in there. Bob Saget has a brother? You said oh, Bill Jim Murray. We're talking about oh, Bill oh, Murray. oh, 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 sorry. Uh, Bob Saget? No. <laughs> Bob Saget is not Bill and, Murray's brother. Correct. No, no. <laughs> Bill Murray. Uh, oh, Brian Doyle Murray. Uh, I don't think so. I didn't say it. Okay. I, I wasn't looking. Jeff Daniels. Yes. No. Ben's correct. He's not in it. Jada Pinkett. Yes. Yes, yes but she was not in the she show. She's one she of the movies. The movie Demon Knight. Still counts. She's also in Woo with Tommy Davidson. Woo. Check it out. Hashtag woo. Woo. Spelled as it sounds. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> totally. Shalon is, Shalon is correct. No, he, he was. He was, Daniel the, Craig. he was the victim of a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, no to Daniel, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yes. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Which one? Probably in that British season. Yeah, that makes sense. Bill Paxton. No. Sure. Obviously, he was. Hmm. Uh, Alex Winters. Yes. Yes. I, I don't know. I didn't check. Terry Hatcher. No. Yes. She was, yes. John Stamos. Yeah. No. He's got the look. Yes, he was. Mark Paul Gosseler. Yes. Yeah. 
No, he was not. Macaulay Culkin. No. Wait, wasn't there a special episode with Macaulay Culkin? I don't know. So you heard say yes or no? Yes. I uh, I said no, but I, I don't know. There may have been. Because problem. there was a quote unquote special episode. Maybe I'm thinking of the one with Macaulay Culkin. You're thinking of Home Alone too, or, or uh, The Good Son. That's what I was thinking. Which there's a lot of similarities. It does. Uh, Benicio Del Toro. No. Yes. He was, yes. Brad Pitt. Yes. Yes. Yes, he was, yes. So they had like Oscar winners on this show. I didn't realize how big this show was. I thought it was just this like campy, pulpy, late night show that nobody watched. But apparently like, like Tom Hanks, Steve Buscemi. But Steve like Buscemi Pitt, wasn't Benicio famous yet. Uh, I don't. I mean, I guess Tom Hanks was pretty famous. Tom Hanks was famous. Brad Brad Pitt. Now he's going to be in Finch, uh, streaming exclusively on Apple TV Plus. Oh, Finch! What is Finch? I don't know. There's a commercial for it on TV. It's Tom Hanks. Uh, I think he only makes movies for Apple now. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. That's because they have to animate the bottom half of his body because the COVID got him way worse than they tell you. They have to animate the bottom. Are you insinuating that he lost his legs? Yes. That's fucking awful. Really? What's wrong with it's you? not. It's not real. Oh, no, it's not. Whoa, whoa, you could have tricked oh. me. Whoa. I'm, I'm going as legless Tom Hanks for Halloween. That's my mailbag answer, Ben. Did you say legoless Tom Hanks? Yes, it's it's Tom Hanks' face, but with like long blonde hair. It's, he, it's, he keeps saying with my bosom buddies. <laughs> he, keep, he keeps saying, I'm, I'm going to shoot you with my green bow, Alabama. It's like it's a legoless costume, but he's wearing like the David S. Pumpkins thing that people really enjoyed <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> All right. Well, that was this or splat. Uh huh. Now, game game two, Shailen. Okay. Oh, you're always telling me this. This is your favorite part about horror movies. What is it? What, what, what what's that thing you're always telling me about? It's your favorite. That's my favorite part about horror movies, Dave. I love horror movies because the camp. That's right, nudity. And Ben, where do you get your nude celeb slash poorly written puns fix? Where do you go? Where do you go on the internet to find that stuff? You got to go to MrSkin.com. That's right, my babies. We're going to play a game called Chilling and Skintillating. <laughs> I'm going to read you quotes from Mr. Skin descriptions okay. of nude scenes in horror movies or scary movies. And you guys will have to guess what movie or, uh, or actress I, uh, I am talking about. Movie or actress? Yes, okay. so sometimes it's a movie, sometimes it's an actress. Okay. Uh, let's see. Shailen, you're going to go first. And this time I am skipping. I am keeping score. He's skipping core. I'm skipping core. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that's a Halloween thing. Corpse. All right. Shailen? Yes. Gianna Michaels busts out of her mouth-watering flotation devices during the single greatest nude parasailing in the annals of skinema in this 2010 3D remake of a James Cameron film. What film is that? Titanic. <laughs> ben, I'll give you a chance to steal here. And this uh, uh, James Cameron film. Yeah. Uh, the, the Abyss. 
No, Piranha 3D. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, a Piranha 3 Double D, I believe, is the technical name of the movie. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Let me, that was a typo. <laughs> 3 Double D. 3 Double D. All right. Nobody gets points there. Here's the next one. This is a Clive Barker classic. As her man rises from the dead, Claire will have the little demon in your pants rising to attention. Ben? Hellraiser. That's correct. It's a point for you. Shailen? Mm-hmm. In the mother of all slasher movies, <laughs> PJ Souls, her character gets offed, but not before Mr. Skin gets off watching her soul sisters set free from her shirt. Oh. Is it Friday the 13th? No. Mm, no. Oh. said mother. No, no, no. Ben, no, it's, ha- it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Friday the 13th is a Halloween ripoff. Also, that sentence you read is so fucking gross. Like, listen, yeah, listen. Yeah. Nobody loves a good pun more than me. But think about what that guy just wrote, right? He w- was watching like that fairly tame nude scene from Halloween, and he fucking jacked off and creamed his <laughs> jeans before she was killed. That's fucking <laughs> yeah. disgusting. It's disturbing. So um, I was I was doing this and, oh. and I was like writing these things out. And I'm like, I feel gross. It's uh, doing gross, this. Dave. It's gross. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of times it's just like, you'll go nipple over Merkin for this nude scene. But just like that one, it's just so like, yeah, and I jacked off thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> it's gross. Ugh. You know what's not gross? This next one. And this one's for you, Ben. Okay. Anna Hutchinson will really put a log in your pants when she loses her shirt at the 41-minute mark in this recent horror movie starring, uh, satire starring Chris Hemsworth. Oh, it's um, Cabin in the Woods. That's correct. That is correct. Chris Hemsworth uh, is Jalen? in that? I, th- I thought it was the... I was going to say it was, it was the Paul Bunyan horror movie. But. <laughs> oh, Tall Tale? <laughs> your, the the, the, the inseam of your pants will be the real Tall Tale here. Shailen? Yeah. Sherry stands out in her moon-revealing chaps and wildly sexy performance. This house has more than a thousand sperm corpses. Oh, oh, Christ. Is it just House of a Thousand Corpses? Jesus. Yeah. That's fucking they're not even, awful. They're not even trying. It's just so bad. It's, it's gross. It's disgusting, and it's also like just really poor. Oh, it's God. It's not even funny. Badly constructed. Yeah, yeah. This is an actress, Ben. Okay. We're absolutely psycho for this Scream Queen's body, and Hitchcock knew that. <laughs> Julie Andrews. No, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, it's Janet Lee. Janet Lee, yes. Mother of... Uh, that one I would have gotten. Uh, Shailen. Yes. Mother of Jennifer Jason. That's right. Who also uh, had an uncomfortable uh, nude scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And let me tell you, I had a real fast time... And my ridge was high that day. See, I can do this. Hmm. They say the pen's mightier than the sword, but this Sean Pen 15 was, was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shailen, around the 35-minute mark, we get a look at Marcy's breasts as she enjoys bacon's non-kosher delicacy. <laughs> Married with children. Uh, it's for Shailen. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I ruined that. This one. is making me crazy because I know exa- I know what it is, but I can't. Like, it's like one of those ones where you can like not quite grasp it. I pass, Ben. You can take no, the steal. No, you can't pass. 
You can't pass. I can. You have to guess. I just did. Have a guess. At least a guess. Motherfucker, I don't know the answer. Say a, a name of a thing. Orange. <laughs> Orange. Ben, what's the answer? Uh, wild things. No. Yeah. No, no. It's Friday the 13th. No, it's it's talking about wild things where Kevin, Marcy. Bacon, Kevin Bacon showed his Damn hog. It. But it wasn't talking about Kevin Bacon. It was talking about Marcy's boobs. That's right. That's right. His bacon is center cut. So now, Shailen, you're losing very badly. It's five to one. But right. I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you a chance to come back. This is the final round. It's called Fright Your Own. No. So you're going to write your own. I'm not doing own, this. You're going to write your own Mr. Skin description. Okay? I'm going to give you, systematically appropriate, I'm going to give you a Tales from the Crypt movie. I'm going to give you some characters, going to give you some actors' names. I'm going to give you the scene, and you're going to Mr. Skin describe it, okay? I don't want to do so that. So, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Ben, you've got Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Okay. The actors are Billy Zane, Jada Pinkett Smith. It involves the blood of Christ. And your scene is character actor Dick Miller. His uh-huh. character imagines he's at a party with a bunch of topless women. Okay. Those actresses are Tracy Bingham, Chasey Lane, and T.C. Bender. Oh my god, this is... Okay. I can Texas stuff to you if you want. No, this is good. I can go with this. Okay, all right. Now, Shailen. Yep. Your movie is Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Your actors are Dennis Miller, Corey Feldman, and Donna DeRecco. I think I'm saying that right. It's about vampires. And there is a scene where the actress, who is former Miss Canada, Kira Hunter, is dressed in topless BDSM gear, and she has a guy strap her to a metal grate. Kiera Hunter? Kiera Hunter. Metal grape. <laughs> Great. Metal grape. Mine was The sweetest here. grape of all. Ah, oh, Yes. I believe that turns you into Chroma Mario. She was Miss what? Uh, she was Miss Canada. All right, Ben, are you ready to... Uh, do, have you Mr. Skinned your, your description of Demon Knight? Yeah, I mean, more or less. Okay, go, ahead, go for it. In this Billy Zane farce, Dick Miller would have turned into Judas and sold the blood of Christ to be with these three buxom beauties. The only pink it... This dick saw was his hand from me ferociously jacking off that demon all night long. I think that's it. That's, yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Shailen, or should I say Shale Skin? No, you shouldn't say that. I'll say Shale Skin. <laughs> Hashtag Shale Skin. <laughs> And Shailen, you gotta say it real pervy-like. You read it like Bo 52 if you want. (laughs) Dennis Miller and Corey Feldman are gentlemen who are definitely embarrassed about their involvement in the degradation of Miss Canada in this misogynistic trash. I don't like this That's not sexy at all. (laughs) The answer was, um, I wouldn't mind going hunting in Canada dressed in topless BDSM gear. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Ben, you're the winner. Shailen, I'm I'm sorry I made you go through that. I think we're all losers here. 
No, I won. Mm. <laughs> I won. I feel great. <laughs> you All losers here. Hey, fuck you. I'm not a Lewis. Do you know which um, which horror movie franchise has the most uh, nude scenes? <sighs> Saw. <laughs> oh, that would be my guess. Uh, that would, of course, be the uh, Antichrist series. Uh, I want to say it's Friday the Thirteenth, but that may not be right. That feels like the no, obvious right. answer. It's, it, it is, it's, is that it's Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. Is it, is it like Hellraiser is like oddly sexual like but friday the 13th also has like 700 movies so does hellraiser really yeah there's a lot oh. of hellraisers yeah, there's there's a lot of them Hell, hellraiser has a lot of nudity it's it's, it's up there it's like top three. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's top three all right oh yeah according to the mr skin infographic skin infographic how many I, full-time employees do you think work for mr skin too there's many a lot so the last lot. time, uh, so a couple couple Halloweens ago, uh, I played a game based on the Mr. Skinfographic that I found. Mm-hmm. Between now and then, they have a blog. <laughs> it's crazy. Like they have a whole information architecture behind their site. It's it's nuts. Very disgusting. I don't think I'll be visiting that until the next game I need to make. Totally, I'm it's sure. Just, it's just a fascinating thing. We'll spend a whole episode on this someday. Okay. But for today, on to the frail bag the flail bag the mail bag <laughs> that was weird dave halloween can be spooky but it can also be schlocky and campy what's your favorite dumb halloween movie sincerely yours michael thick thires well thanks michael thick t-h-i-c-c no c-k CC would be a hacky nickname, so I'm glad we didn't go there. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we, I think we talked about this a little bit off the top. Like, it's very like serious, super gory movies. Not for me. So I like something that's a little lighter. Yeah. And Uncle Sam. Oh, that's a good one. A Problem Child too. Thanks Killing. Thanks Killing. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's Slay. Although Santa's Slay maybe went too far down the road. So here's the criteria, right? I feel like an old man saying this, but it's like, you know what I hate? These fucking movies, right? We're meta and we're winking at you and we're all having a good time together. Like the movies I like the best are movies where they're very earnest in what they're trying to do, but through like lack of budget or lack of skill, it just comes off very differently. This is why a movie like The Room works because no matter what that fucking guy says, he wasn't trying to make this weird movie like he was trying to make an opus and it it doesn't it, work to such a degree it is an opus funny. but not in the right way right so that's why i like you know a jack frost or a movie like that where you know they may have tried to inject some humor into it but they also were trying to make like a legitimate movie and it just doesn't work to such a degree that you're like yeah yeah i like it mm. dumb Dumb one. There's there's a lot. Like you you've listed off a bunch. Like Jack Frost, I watched a lot of for some reason, and I'm not and, and, as well as the Michael Keaton Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. Some of the Halloween movies I think fall into this category. Yeah, the one with Paul Rudd is yeah. one. Uh, the one with Busta Rhymes, where Michael Myers is. There. What is it? It's like they're doing like a reality show in the Myers it's house. A reality show. Yeah. And, yeah. They went to the Myers house, and Busta Rhymes is like a producer, and I think Busta Rhymes he, lives. <laughs> He does. And at one point, he roundhouse kicks Michael Myers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Friday the 13th, part eight, where the kid tries to box 
Jason Voorhees and he gets his head punched off and they're in New York, mm-hmm. except New York's filled with just like cardboard cutout buildings. Is that the one on the boat? Yes. That's my favorite one. Yeah, I like one. the one where Jason is on a fucking boat because he's in New York, right? <laughs> uh, not just a boat, a fucking boat. He, he, oh, yeah. he goes to Manhattan, but they couldn't afford the set for Manhattan. So they just show you one single building and they're like, it's New York. And now he's on a boat. Now we're in the sewers of <laughs> New York. They show one guy and he's like, hey, welcome to New York. Huh? Now get the fuck out of here, you gabagool. That's actually not that far off from the first guy he interacts with. Yeah. I think they take a boat from Camp Crystal Lake. They do. To New York. And it's like, oh, the, I guess there was a river. I think New York Camp Crystal Lake is in Lake. New Jersey, isn't it? I actually Lake? don't think that yes. that's too far off I, uh, of what's possible. But it's a landlocked lake. They never, like in oh, the that's series, true. they never mentioned <laughs> there's, <laughs> how are they going to get a boat from there There's to New always York? an inlet. And then that guy showed back up and he's like, hey, how about a Brooklyn Slice? And then Jason cut him in half. Jason like looked at the camera and he kind of winked because like Jason's in on the fun with you. And Jason is like, I'm walking here. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Times Square? I I retract my Thanksgiving. I think they tried to be funny. Okay. Based on your criteria, Ben. Oh my gosh. I forget this. Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to to College. (laughs) is the best dumb horror movie you can watch. I would say that it fits the category... But my brain interpreted it wrong. So the original Day of the Dead, it's like zombies and there's just like three people or maybe four people living in a bunker. And one of them is this lady scientist and she's trying to like study the zombies. And she starts to assign like emotions and stuff. And then the zombie tries to eat her (laughs) because it's a fucking zombie. That's pretty funny. And it's, it's really weird and like there's a lot of like tension and at the end of the movie you're like oh fuck at a certain point that sun is going to go down and they're just going to be dead like there's no hope at the end of that movie but they try so hard to inspire hope hashtag no hope so i hashtag a no no hope like it feels (laughs) it feels pretty heavy but also like as you're watching it it's just fucking hilarious because like a couple of dudes and a lady staring at a monster they're like but what makes man into a monster What's the difference? And it's like, well, this guy's trying to eat you. That's the monster. The one trying to consume you. <laughs> He's the bad guy. I'm, I'm going to throw one more on the list here, just because now, now we're in it. To me, I'm putting this on here. Uh, one, because of what it later spawned, and two, just because it itself is ridiculous. The original Saw. Yeah, fair. That movie oh, is so yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. It's got- Carrie was just like- Sobbing and drooling. Sobbing and drooling, and Dan- Danny Glover getting his throat cut, and they're in the bathtub, and it got it's just, it's bad. Like the end of that movie where Carrie Elwes is cutting his foot off, and uh, I, f- I forget who the other guy, like Lee One L, whoever, is just like, oh Lawrence, Lawrence. <laughs> it's it's a ridiculous movie. It's very funny, and I hate pretty much everything else about the Saw series. So yeah. Speaking of dumb horror movies, I've brought up. A document here. A couple years ago, Ben and I tried to write our own horror movie. Oh, boy. I mean, tried is an overstatement. There was a brainstorming session. Yeah, yeah. You we wrote, started. Uh, uh, you're, you're right, Ben. We wrote a our <laughs> own horror movie. So I'm just going to read some, some uh, choice scenes here, some mm-hmm. brainstorming ideas we had. Cheerleader death. Throw her up. Doesn't catch her. Her legs break. 
And as she's crawling away, he stakes her to the ground with the down marker and kicks her head through the goalposts. <laughs> it's elaborate. <laughs> We've got uh, some some names here: the uh, Grim Iron, the yep. Scooper Bowl, <laughs> and Dead FL. Okay. The quarterback comes to get revenge. The cheerleader was possibly cheating on him with the ref or a man who sacked him to death. Let's see. Twist. Baby is the killer. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I don't remember who the baby was, but. Yeah. It's, Unimportant. It's, it's, it's all there. That's a rich tapestry. If we go the supernatural route, perhaps the football field was built, built on the site of a horrific accident where mm-hmm. many people died. Or maybe, Shailen. An ancient burial ground. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. Very, then, very possible. And then uh, I thought this one was good. Maybe the aforementioned trophy. I don't know what we were talking about there. Um, I'm sure the character will spill the beans to the heroine and ill-fated hero as to how to defeat the, the beast. The trophy could summon Satan, who stiff arms the killer's soul out and does a touchdown <laughs> dance to hell. I don't know. I'm literally writing what I think. So, yeah, I think... Um, to hell those those dumb horror movies yeah i think so i'm trying to remember how the killer came to be i i don't remember if it was like a gambling thing gone wrong but i I actually think maybe we mentioned i think he might have been sacked to death on the field i thought he got sacked to death yeah if i remember and he was mad there was something nefarious about it we workshopped it there was a we had some ideas a grizzled coach an old team a manager a disgruntled ref Mm -hmm. um the quarterback comes to get revenge because uh, the cheerleader, his, his girlfriend, was cheating on him with a ref or something. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> good, good heavens. Um, it's adult material. Okay. Yeah. So that's my favorite dumb movie is, is First and Dead. Mm-hmm. The NFL or the football-inspired <laughs> war movie that we, that we put together. A lot of budget for real NFL player cameos and things like that. Yeah. Right. Nice practical effects. Yeah. Though. Yeah. You don't want that CGI shit. No, no, no. It just makes it glossy. It doesn't doesn't work. It's got to be all natural. So that is the end of another October here on Schlockbots, Schlockrots, Smotch, Knots, Crotch, Snots. That is one of the ones you said. Mm-hmm. Crotch shots. <laughs> Good heavens. Any final ghoulie thoughts? Shailen, hit me up. What's your favorite? Scary movie episode of the hbo tales from the crypt i don't remember any of them (sighs) dave the one with daniel craig (laughs) and it it just keeps talking about his duty my favorite is the one with the there's a like three pledges to a fraternity Mm -hmm. and the sorority sisters end up being like these these demons or something like that it's it's really fun you're wrong, and it's the one where the guy's running the diner, and then the cop realizes that the guy has been cooking people, mm-hmm. and then the hero of the story is like, no, you're going to help me, and the cop's like, I want to help you, but listen, see, I got this taste now, and then they flat top cook the guy's face, and the implication uh, is that he's going to get eaten. Oh, do you remember who the chef in that was? No. Daniel Craig. No, it was a Dexter Jetster. <laughs> Hello there, Dex. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, folks, 
You know, you can follow us on Twitter, on the gram, all them places at WatchBotsPod, email at WatchBotsPod.com. Please subscribe, rate and review, all of that good stuff for Slaylin and uh, Late Night Davin. This is Jace Ben Voorhees. Thank you for listening to another spooky episode of WatchBots. Have a great Halloween. I think this will post on Halloween proper. Maybe it's a little Sunday surprise. Hashtag Sunday surprise. And to take us out of here, Shale, (laughs) I I don't want to. I need you to sing all of the Canadian National Anthem. I don't know the Canadian National Anthem. I can't do that. Okay, you can do. How about. No, no, no. No, Ben, 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 Ben. We retired if you bring to up me Star doing Voice. the I'm sorry. Crypt Keeper, no, I'm going to lose my shit. Canadian National Anthem is not right. That's, okay. that's inappropriate. Shailen, you're going to sing in Ringo Starr's voice. No, we retired Ringo <laughs> Starr, song, officially. The song Monster Mash. Okay, okay, Monster Mash in your best Canadian voice. Isn't that just yeah, the Monster yeah. Mash? <laughs> no. All right. I was working in the lab late one night. You're not even trying Canadian. I, I'm trying to think of what a Canadian accent sounds like that fits into those words. All right. Well, they just sound like this all the time. I don't think that was right either. No, that was right. I did the mash. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was right, Charlie. It was a monster mash. It was a monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Yeah, it was a graveyard smash. Play along. It came on in a flash. That's not even Canadian. What have happened to the Transylvania twist? Do any yeah. accent. I'm trying to channel the right one, and it is difficult God, it's for this be the song. the Star accident. You just, you just can't help yourself now. Start and went to your head. Does the, if I change the wah to the wah-oot, wah-wah-oot, does that count? <laughs> Happy Halloween! Woo! Say happy Halloween, Canadian. Happy Halloween. Canadian? Happy Halloween.